All right. Hello and welcome to episode three of Sweating the Board. I am co-host Colton Spore along with um, our other co-host Trevor Shores. Trevor, how are you doing today? Doing good, Colton. How about yourself? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Just I've uh, uh, been focusing on those uh, five picks that we made at the end of last week. Um, uh, how did those go for you? Um, Overall, not great. I'll be honest here. Um, I kind of just kind of recap what I picked. I'll kind of give my picks here and then I'll kind of say whether it was a hit or a miss. Uh, my first pick was Florida was a minus six and a half. That flat out lost Texas A&M upset them. Probably, I'd say that was probably one of the biggest upsets of the weekend in college football. Uh, my second pick was Syracuse. This is actually my underdog pick was Syracuse two and a half and money line against Duke. Duke just flat out beat them up pretty good there. So that obviously lost uh, my, my lock of the week, which lost was Notre Dame minus 20 and a half versus Florida state. It wasn't that Notre Dame played bad against Florida state. It just like Florida state kind of showed up more the compared to the previous weeks. And to be fair, if Notre Dame would have scored with two minutes left at the two yard line, they would have definitely covered that game, but they didn't Florida state got the ball back and they weren't able to uh, cover that spread at all. But Anyway, that was my college picks and then my two NFL picks. Those actually did hit today, earlier today. We were recording on Sunday evening here. Uh, they were Steelers minus seven against the Eagles uh, and Cardinals minus seven against the Jets. So two and three so far for the first best five picks. Uh, how about yourself, Colton? How'd your picks do? Um, so right now I'm two and two. Uh, the Chase Elliott actually won the NASCAR race. Oh, nice. Great pick. Yeah, so he got the... Yep, he got the win there, so I won that bet. Um, my yep. lock and my lock and upset also won. Uh, the Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons. Mm -hmm. uh, the the parlay I put together lost with the Chiefs losing. They got upset by the Raiders at home, and then uh, the Kansas State TCU over did not hit. So That's that right. What, loss. That was a pretty low scoring game, wasn't it, compared to normal standards? Yeah, it was. Yeah, like we had talked about, like they had played, I think, five games between the two teams and they'd all went over that 15 and a half mark. So that was surprising to see them go under. And then my fifth pick was the Dodgers to win the uh, NLCS and that hasn't happened yet. So we'll be waiting like another half week or week on that. That's almost like a few, almost like a future bet too, kind of waiting to see towards the end of this coming yeah. week see what happens there. Yep. And then my two honorable mentions, um, Kansas State actually upset TCU. I had them covering eight points, and they won outright. And then the Panthers team over did not hit, I believe. I think that I saw that number around 26, and they ended up scoring 23. I didn't bet that, but that didn't hit. Pretty close there, too. I can mention my two honorable mentions as well. My two were both back to college football. It was, I had Miami plus 14 over Clemson versus Clemson that failed as Clemson showed they are the real deal here. Miami just didn't live up to its early expectations and weren't able to keep up with Clemson. And then my second honorable mention, which we were just talking before we started here was the Oklahoma, Texas over, which went to four overtimes. We'll talk about that in a little bit, which, and that, Without a doubt, hit big time. I think the total ended up being like, what, 90-something? I think it was like 53-45 was the total, I think. So 
It's what it I, was way up. Yeah, yeah, it's it was a lot. Let's just let's be real there. So if I would have threw that as my one of my picks, that would have been a better better record for me. But oh well. So yeah, and that seemed to be like the most popular pick of College Football Saturday was that Red River rivalry over. It was that number that number was so high, and like I think people were just like kind of excited to see that many points scored in that game. For sure. Like when you, when you think of that Oklahoma, Texas, red river, red river rivalry, or I saw some people like freaking out, like you can't call it like red river shootout anymore. It has to be the like red river rivalry or red river showdown or different things like that. It doesn't matter to me too much. It's, we we know what game it is, but yeah, definitely. That was one of the top games of, cause that start, that's always your 11 AM kick there. So it's always gets you going that first or second Tuesday or Tuesday. How am I doing? second Saturday of October there. So that's kind of a game. Usually everybody's got circled to see kind of what happens there. And I think the total started somewhere around 70. Then I saw 74 at one point there for the over under. And that had, like we said, no problem hitting there. Yeah. And then um, it was kind of high scoring games all throughout the weekend. Uh, Talking about that Clemson game, they put it on Miami 42 to 17. And you had Miami covering 14 points there, correct? I did. I Like I said earlier, I thought that they may be my, – this Miami team was, you know, based off the first few weeks here, they thought they would be able to hang with the big dogs at Clemson. But Clemson showed that why they're been the most do, one of the most dominant teams the past, you know, half half uh, decade here. So they just showed why they're the top dog in the ACC. Yeah, it's really felt like there's been a gap there in the ACC for the past few years. Um, looking at some other games, Bama, they were – they got tested by Ole Miss. That game came down to the wire late. They ended up winning 63-48, but um, Ole Miss covered there, which was surprising. I, I thought Bama was going to blow them out. Um, like you mentioned, Texas A&M upset Florida 41-38, um, which was a surprise. And I know you had um, – Florida was one of your picks, correct? Yeah, it seems to be a trend here. I keep missing – all these big games here, I keep missing there. But, you know, I want to kind of go back to that Bama-Ole Miss game real quick. So we said, you no, know, pretty high scoring and it being 63-48. I found a guy on Twitter here. I just am pulling up a link here of what he was mentioning, kind of talking about, you know, really – in my eyes, too, when I was watching the end of it, too, like I didn't think Bama was really in any, like, danger of losing that game at all. But this guy kind of was talking about that uh, despite – uh, Ole Miss having a great offensive game that they had a you know look at the other way like a terrible defensive game as because it says um, let's see because it said the Ole Miss defense allowed nine touchdowns on 11 drives by Alabama's offense like that means there are only two drives that didn't score at all and uh, just kind of reading the little thread here he's got here Ole Miss's defense prevented 41 total yards of offense tonight as in, on 11 drives, they allowed nine touchdowns, forced a punt at the 40, and a fumble at the one. If Alabama had gained every possible yard, they would have gained 764 yards, but instead, they only gained 723. That's pretty bad, let's be real, for an SEC defense. Yeah, I actually saw that same thread on Twitter, and it, like, blew my mind that the difference between Ole Miss Miss's defense and basically no defense being out there was like what 40 yards like you said it's crazy but you know even look at the other way too Alabama's defense giving up 48 points to Ole Miss too given it's you no know, Lane Kiffin at the at the 
at the helm now and different things like that. So just kind of something something to kind of keep our eyes on going the next few weeks here, see how both those teams do. Yeah, definitely something we don't see too often in uh, Bama giving up almost 50 points. Um, moving along to some other games, North Carolina uh, kind of got tested by Virginia Tech. They won 56 to 45. Again, another high scoring game. Um, North Carolina almost covered that over by themselves. The over-unders at 59, they put up 56. Uh, Oklahoma did beat Texas in four overtimes, uh, 53 to 45. That Big 12 is still a jumble. I think Iowa State and Kansas State are both leading the conference at 3-0, I believe. Three more. Got to remember, Iowa State lost to Louisiana week one. Can't ever forget that. <laughs> yeah, we don't let them forget that. Uh, Missouri upset LSU. That was one of the biggest upsets of, the, of Saturday for me, 45 to 41 and another shootout. And mm -hmm. yeah, the game was moved from, it was going to be an LSU home game and it was played at Missouri because of a hurricane. That was kind of a, a, a weird thing to happen. Yeah. Kind of like a blessing in disguise for Missouri a little bit, get to play at home now and sure enough, took it right to LSU. I think really, you know, this LSU team, that's two losses now, the first one to Mississippi State and now to Missouri here. I think this obviously this isn't the same LSU team from a year ago. So, I mean, this I think the it's kind of reality is kind of kicking in for LSU. Like, hey, we're probably we aren't near as good as we were last year. So LSU might be down this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely weird to see after that historic year last year. And then uh, you mentioned Mississippi State. Um, they put up a ton of points in that win over LSU, and they turn around. And they lost last Saturday. I had them in a parlay that lost. And they scored two points versus Kentucky and lose this Saturday. I mean, it's just crazy how college football works. A whopping two points against Kentucky. <laughs> crazy. Where's the Mike Leach, KJ Costello, 600-yard offensive game from week one? What happened to that? Yeah, I mean, they came out and we thought they were going to set the SEC on fire. I mean, they broke the record for what, passing yards in an SEC game. And they turn around and post two duds. Basically got the fire put right, thrown right on them instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So All right. Um, so we'll get into some uh, contenders and pretenders right now. We're just going to go over some teams that um, kind of maybe like surprised us so far this season and talk about whether we think they're uh, for real or they're going to fade throughout the season. So do you want to start? Yeah, we'll just kind of go. We're not going to go through every single team just because obviously that'll take forever and stuff and we don't have the time for that. So I just thought I'm just going to I thought we just you know, pick a few teams out of each conference, some that have started well, some maybe who haven't started well and see kind of what we think so far. I think kind of the little guideline we set for this little this little game we have here, we're, the rule is they have to have it played at least three games up to this point as of October 11th. So we'll kind of start with the ACC. I'm just kind of going by conference by uh, how I see it. So first one, Clemson, that's obvious. That's obviously contender. They're probably almost a lock for the playoff. Correct. Yep. Yep. Definitely. No issues there. Um, how about North Carolina sitting at three and zero right now? Um, any, any, what do we think contender still too early to tell, or what do we think with North Carolina? I think um, in terms of winning the ACC, I, I think that's a Clemson runaway. I don't, I don't think it's close at all. And I don't, I don't see North Carolina as a title contender either. But um, definitely, I mean, possible to have, you know, 
seven, eight, nine win season. I mean, a solid season. That's not out of the question at all. What do you think? Yeah, I would definitely say, I mean, when we do this, so we can talk about either it can be like when we say contender, we can kind of mean like a different anything really where you mean like playoff or it can be like for a conference championship or anything like that. I, I kind of view as contender as of this point here. So I'd say definitely a contender in the ACC. They'll probably be one of Clemson's roadblocks a little bit to get to conference championship game, but I definitely think they're a contender through this far. Um, how about Notre Dame sitting at three and all right now, two and all in conference play. Um, did Florida state dig, I wouldn't say give them fits, but they you know probably their toughest challenge up to this point. But what, so what do you think of Notre Dame? Uh, again, kind of like the same boat as uh, North Carolina, like they'd be one of Clemson's toughest competitors. I don't see them beating Clemson. I don't see them in the playoff, maybe just like a, a eight or nine win team that, gets into a solid bowl. How about you? I would say no, Notre Dame is definitely Clemson's toughest opponent into to get make it to the conference championship game. I think if Notre Dame can somehow upset Clemson, they could possibly get into that college football playoff again, I think in my opinion, but we'll kind of see. I forget when they play. I don't know if it's in, I think it's in November there, Notre Dame Clemson game, but that'll be definitely a great game to watch when they do play. Um a couple other teams in the ACC before we move on. Uh how about Miami? They just took their first loss here to Clemson. They beat their first first couple of games. I know Florida State was won by uh, they beat or they beat Florida State. So what do you think of Miami? They contender, pretender, still too early. Um, I think I think it's a similar story. Like you know, they put up somewhat. I mean, Clemson didn't steamroll them. They're they're respectable, but they're just not on that same level as the upper tier of college football. Mm-hmm. Just it, all a team. I think for maybe Miami might be still too early to tell. I mean, like we just said, their first couple of games, they they kind of you know took it to them right away. Then this past week against Clemson, they you know got got stuffed kind of. And uh, maybe after we see them play like their other other top tier teams of the ACC, we'll kind of we might revisit this later on. And see. Might have a different answer there. So let's jump to a different conference. Let's jump to the big to the Big Twelve. What we want to make of this conference here. So um, do we really think? So I'm looking at the Big Twelve conference right now. We we were talking about this earlier. Do we really think the Big Twelve have a chance to make it to the playoff after you know your Oklahoma's got two losses, Texas has two losses? Do you think there's any team in the Big Twelve has a chance to get into the playoff? I definitely think so, but it's it's a harder path. I think any team with uh, no losses and one loss is still in play. I think your best bet is those three top teams right now in Iowa State, K-State, and Oklahoma State. But uh, like you said, um, OU and Texas going down early with two losses makes it really tough, definitely. Yeah, I'd agree with that. For I'd say if, if the, the best chance for the Big 12 to get to the playoff would probably be Oklahoma State at this point given – they're the only team who hasn't lost yet. They have the top, they are the top ranked team. They're number, as of right now, they're number seven. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see, like, I, I think the big 12 might be, might have lost their chance getting to the playoff this year, but I think Oklahoma state might be their best bet there. So let's go ahead. We'll skip big tanks. Obviously they haven't played yet. Um, we won't talk about any of the other smaller conferences. So sorry, conference USA. Mac hasn't played yet fairly soon. Mountain West, nothing. Pac-12, skip them. Who cares? So let's just jump back to the SEC here. So 
Uh, how about number three, Georgia? Contender, pretender, too early to tell still? I think they're definitely a contender. That that defense is crazy. They've given up, what, it says 37 points in three games, so, mm-hmm. you know, just over 10 points a game. I think they're definitely contenders. How about you? Definitely 100% agree with that, Georgia. Even despite the quarterback, like, uncertainty, they're, like, on, like, their, what, third or fourth different quarterback right now, they're still – that defense has shown up each week so far. Like you said, only 37 – giving up 37 points. I'm sure – who did Georgia play? It was Tennessee, right? Yeah, Tennessee. I thought I thought the game would be a little bit closer than it was, but let's – I think Georgia is a contender for not only the SEC, but to get into the playoff as well, so – now, let's, how about number number 10, Florida? Florida, like we talked earlier, just lost to Texas A&M, had two great wins to start the year, sitting at two and one. Where do you put Florida right now? They're definitely in the thick of that um, SEC East race. Um, the tight end, I think he's, his name's Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. has been crazy for Florida. I keep seeing highlight after highlight of him on Twitter. So, I mean, they're right there in that race. Uh, I wouldn't put them out of it for sure. It's like you said, it's still early because they had a tough loss last week. And I, I know um, uh, analysts were high on them, you know, college football playoff hopes. But uh, they're definitely right there in that race. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't count them out just yet. Just they had the one the one early loss here. Maybe it's not too early in the season to count them out yet. They still you know they got Georgia. They'll have 10 or who else probably can thought of Kentucky later on too and any other teams from the West here. So definitely not, definitely not pretenders, but still not, not, um, how do I say it? Not to count them out just yet there. So, um, but then like number two, Alabama, we all know that they're a contender each and every year. So we don't have to debate that at all. Now, how about number 11, Texas A&M just kind of conversed who we were just talking about came off that big win over Florida. Um, sitting at two and one right now, about second in the West. Where do you put them at for contender, pretender, too early? Um, you know, it's tough with Alabama in that same division, and they already lost to Bama by 28 points. So, you know, they're not on that tier of, I don't think, college football playoff, national title. Again, it's probably a solid team. One thing that you just mentioned, that that's a good point. There's a lot of meat left on the bone of the schedules for these teams because sure. SEC is so tough. It's so loaded. You play a lot of ranked games. So there, there's chances for all these teams to prove themselves, but I, would, I wouldn't say necessarily a college football playoff team. Yep, I I'd agree there. Like we said, too early in the season so far. So we'll kind of see what they do when they get to play other teams in the West when they play their Auburns, their Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and so forth the rest of the season and the last one I'll bring up here how about number 14 Auburn where do you put them at man it feels like Auburn is right there in that mix every year they always have a solid team uh that that performance two weeks ago at Georgia was kind of uh shocking I thought they'd be uh they'd make that game a little more competitive they lost by 21 and only put up six points so maybe maybe it's that Georgia defense that we talked about that's uh extremely good I Again, I think they finished in that kind of middle to upper tier of the SEC, but not on that level of playoff. So I think Auburn's a pretender, and here's why. So their first game, they beat Kentucky 29-13. But in that game, uh, Kentucky was actually beating them in the first half until a BS penalty 
cost Kentucky a touchdown and got Auburn the momentum they needed for the rest of the game. So in my eyes, Kentucky was winning that game. Second game, they were they lost to Georgia, like we just said, 27-6. Couldn't really do anything there. And then they barely beat a Arkansas team that just got their first SEC win in like three years, like a week before that. Only by, and they only beat Arkansas by two points. So I'm not entirely sold on Auburn just yet. Sitting at two and one. Uh, their next couple games, they have South Carolina, Ole Miss, and LSU. So there'll be three games right there. They're able to or even the next four and at Mississippi state after that. So they have four games right there to kind of prove me wrong and prove that they can are a contender in the sec West there to see I think the next few weeks for them will be critical for they finish off their schedule there. So I'll be kind of interesting to see, like we said, we've only, we're only three games we talked or teams we talked about are only three games into their season for the most part. And we can revisit this back in a few weeks here. So that was, that was fun yeah. segment there. Yeah, and like you said, it's still early. Teams only played three games. It's it's extremely hard to tell. So I'm sure we'll look back on a lot of those and kind of laugh. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, let's get into some NFL. Uh, Thursday night, I I thought the Bucks were locked to win. I bet Bucks spread, and I was – it was like a lock. Didn't really watch much of the game. I thought there was an easy five bucks. But the, Bear, uh, the Bears played well. Your Bears uh, took down – Tampa Bay 20 to 19 what do you think I I what I my first thought of the game going again my figured it was gonna be a pretty low scoring game just the way that, that both teams played I I think that under, over under was like 40 42 or 45 somewhere in that range there um but like I said I was I was watching the whole game I like I said for sure go always go with my team so I was money line spread with the Bears and I hit the under so I went that got that three for there um, obviously probably the headline coming out of that game was the very last drive that the Buccaneers had at Brady threw that incomplete and thought, forgot I was actually fourth down, had the verbal, the viral meme go with his, him holding up the four on his hand. And so I don't know if that's just like, I don't want to say old age or anything to just like, just not like with it or what do you kind of think happened there that last drive? Yeah. I don't know if it just like, just wasn't just straight up not aware just a lack of awareness I don't know because on the play it looked like he had a check down to the running back for an easy first down and instead he throws it into a tight window that you know that ball it didn't look like it had a chance to be complete so it was kind of like a shot that you would take on a third down so it seemed like he did think it was third down but yeah definitely weird definitely weird to say the least that'd be my guess too yeah so Bears moved to four and one here and fun fact that was actually the first time so the Bears have played Tom Brady in five, uh, five, five years, or the fifth game they played against Brady, the first four, obviously, with the Patriots. And that was the first time the Bears have ever beaten Tom Brady. So currently now one and four against Brady, but more importantly, four and one and their record going into next week. I believe it's Carolina Panthers next week. So that'll be, we'll preview that when we get to you know, our next episode here when we talk about the ne- next, next week of games. But I feel confident going four and one going forward here. So obviously we got more games to go. And so that'll be that. Yeah. And then some other NFL news, uh, more, you know, we talked about COVID last week and how it's going to affect, you know, the betting and the sports landscape, but um, more positive tests keep coming up. Uh, the Titans had another case the I, the Patriots had another case. So Patriots Broncos got moved um, to Monday night football. Correct or to next week. 
Yeah, originally got moved from Sunday to Monday Night Football for tomorrow night, Monday night. But now, uh, with everything that's happened, they just bumped the whole thing back to next week. So they were still trying. I I am thank the Lord I am not on the committee that has to figure out all these NFL teams schedule. Because I just saw a thing earlier today that showed a bunch of other teams moving around. And like, I'm glad I don't have to sit there and figure all that out because that seems very confusing. And I don't know if I can handle that. Definitely chaotic, yeah. And then, you know, we mentioned the Titans had another positive case. Um, They're scheduled to play Tuesday, and so right now that's up in the air. I know for my fantasy teams I have um, Tannehill and Henry, so I just went ahead and benched them, put in, you know, other players because I don't want to deal with, you know, if if that game gets moved and then you're just kind of SOL. So, I mean, in terms of sports gambling, that kind of has an effect on, you know, maybe some parlays. If you parlayed, you know, maybe the yeah. Bills or Titans, that's up in the air. Yeah. So, you know, definitely has its impact on sports gambling as well. And then going back to fancy a little bit, so, you know, in most fancy leagues, like this, the, after the Monday night game is you get the results. So that, do we have to wait until on Tuesday after that game, if that game plays to get a results for this past week? Or what do you think there? Yeah, I've, I've every league that I've seen, like, is incorporating that Tuesday game into the previous week. Makes sense. That's their plan. So, but definitely, definitely odd. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we're recording this on Sunday night. So we have some Sunday noon scores for you. Um, The chiefs lose to the Raiders at home. uh, Ruined my parlay of the week. Uh, It surprised me. I I honestly, I thought the Raiders would give them a test, but I, I really didn't see Kansas city losing. Yeah, I, I think, you know, this is a different Raiders team this year. This isn't your Raiders team that'll kind of stay with them early and then kind of fade down the stretch. This is a team that's going to compete. That's, you know, we've seen competing with these good teams here and beating some of these other good teams. And they're just not like a, you're a pushover team anymore. They're here to compete in that AFC West and challenge those Chiefs for that division. Yeah. Yep. Um, some other uh, notes from today. The Steelers beat the Eagles and kind of a close game. The Eagles seem to be kind of coming around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Claypool, as you mentioned here, four uh, touchdown receptions. So if you had him in any sort of player prop, uh, good on you. I'm sure that paid out. Um, one of the one of the best storylines I think of today was Alex Smith returning for Washington. Uh, Kyle yeah. Allen was hurt in the first half. Yeah, and Alex Smith got to come in. Didn't play great. Uh, he was sacked six times. He actually got sacked by Aaron Donald like two plays in, and my heart went through the roof. I'm sure that was really good. Cool. Yeah. They kept showing his wife and kids in the stands, and I'm sure she was so nervous for him. Yeah, definitely for sure. Even like – like because I think it was, I saw it was like November of 2018 when that injury happened. So you're looking at nearly two years here since the injury that he's back playing – full 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 on board here playing and in the NFL here so that's remarkable just to even come back from that even itself and just take the field I think he's already a comeback player of the year in my mind even if even if he doesn't play much the rest of the season he's already a contender for comeback player of the year yeah most definitely um my lock of the week the Carolina Panthers took down the Atlanta Falcons Mm-hmm. Um, I still have no idea how they were underdogs. I thought that was a great value of a bet. And so I put down 20 bucks and it paid out um, 
I profited twenty four fifty. So a pretty yep. good, a pretty good Sunday. Yeah, pretty good Sunday. And it came out that uh, Dan Quinn's going to get fired. So yeah, uh, as of, as of now, nothing official, but looks like like we said, reports came out immediately after that game. So I'm assuming where there's smoke, there's fire, and he's probably going to get the boot here either later tonight or on Monday. It might would be my guess. Yep, I'd say Monday, I'm sure, and long overdue. I think it should have happened last year. So yep. uh, maybe maybe some hope for the Falcons after that. Um, the Dolphins um, and Ryan Fitzmagic took it to the 49ers. That was surprising. My brother actually um, had him in a parlay, and he was the la- the Niners were the last leg that he needed. Oh, and no. it would have paid out. Yep, it would have paid out 500 bucks. So that was kind of a yeah, kind of a blow to his Sunday there. Which uh, so if you put down like a, a multi-team parlay, would you rather lose early on or would you rather lose the last game? Oh boy, I would say, oh god, lose late. I guess. Um, yep. I actually had this. I actually had this happen a few weeks ago, or, or last Sunday, I guess. I had a parlay, and my book has the option to cash out. If you've hit like a, like the first few legs, you can cash out before the end of it. Mm-hmm. And so the last leg I had was the Niners on Sunday night football. Oh, and no. Yeah. And so in the second half, I thought they were going to lose. So I cashed out for like a couple bucks. And oh, saved there you myself go. A yep. So there's a silver lining in, uh, you know, saving it for the end and having that last leg lose. What do you think? I think I'd rather lose early on. I'd rather get my heart broken right, straight away first and have it lose at the very end. I think that's just the way my mindset works a little bit. I'd rather lose early than lose last. So, yeah, definitely more heartbreak there at the end. And then some big news for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott with a pretty serious ankle injury. Um, He's going to have surgery tonight. And, you know, I'm no doctor. I don't have any information, but I'm sure he's going to miss a decent amount of time there. So, Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, definitely probably out the rest of the season here at this point, just the way the injury looked and just by the reactions online and stuff, it looked like pretty serious stuff. So I, I definitely probably out the rest of the season would be my, my guess there. Yep. Yeah, and that kind of affects, uh, you know, some Cowboys betters, uh, their overs. They, I mean, they had been scoring a ton of points. They've been giving up a ton of points. Um, and the Cowboys overs were kind of one of the bets I watched and seemed like a good bet. So that might affect that with. Andy Dalton stepping in. Yeah, I, I just I did the game just ended a little bit ago, so I'm just looking up the results. I think the, they beat the Giants in a because at first the Giants you know were beaten on right away. Then the Cowboys come back. Then unfortunately Dak Prescott got injured, and then the Giants end up making another comeback in that. But I think the Cowboys ended up pulling. I think it was like a 37-34 win for the uh, for the Cowboys there. So yep, 37-34. Okay, well, yeah, good job. Yeah, hanging on there after the Dak injury. Um, so just going going over any other Sunday bets you had, did you have anything else you wanted to mention betting-wise? Um, for tonight, uh, like we said, that we're recording before Sunday Night Football, I do have the Seahawks minus seven uh, for, against the Vikings tonight. So obviously when this comes out, we'll know what happened there. But that was my pre, uh, pre, pre-game bet there. Did you have anything on that game? 
Um, the Sunday night game, I didn't make any bets. Um, going back to the Sunday earlier games, I did have Teddy Bridgewater. I took his yardage over that hit. And then I also had the Derek Carr uh, passing yardage over and that hit. So there you a couple go. of play drops there that I had hit. Yep. And so now I will switch gears to the NBA where we're still cooking. We thought uh, last episode yeah. might be our last talking about, you know, the finals. But, yeah, the Heat, uh, game five, won in a thriller. I mean, it was back and forth all the way through that fourth quarter. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that was the fan. Heat took the win game five, and then that was the Lakers were in those black Mamba uniforms there, and that's they took their first loss while wearing those. That was kind of a interesting stat to note too. So we have so like we said, we're recording this before. So game six Sunday night has not started yet. The current line I have is Lakers minus five with the over under two forty two fourteen and a half. So which uh, which way are you leaning tonight, Colton? I would lean. I would bet Miami plus five. I have been riding the Lakers all series. And I mean, Miami has shown time and time again that they're, they're, I mean, right there with, with the Lakers. And mm-hmm. you have to think if, they, if Dragic was healthy, I mean, one of their key, like key players, I mean, he scored, even scoring 20 points a game in the playoffs. You think what would happen if he was healthy, but I'm thinking Miami plus five. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the same way. Um, do we, I'm, I'm curious. This has been, I mean, great series so far. And actually, I just pulled up. Looks like the game has already started here. So we're just, like we said, recording this before. We're, I think we're still going to lean the same way. Uh, Heat plus five. Do you think Lakers close it out tonight, or do you think it goes to a game seven on Tuesday? I think it's going to a game seven. I really hope so. That That's part of me is just because I want that to happen. But, um, you know, speak it into existence. I hope we get to see a game seven. Sure, for sure. Um, then I was kind of doing a little more research on, so say the Heat went, or yeah, Heat went tonight, goes to game seven Tuesday. So while the NBA finals premiere on ABC, uh, I have a friend uh, who watches The Bachelorette, and they told me that The Bachelorette's supposed to premiere on Tuesday night. So if the game goes to, or the finals go to game seven, that means The Bachelorette gets pushed, gets pushed back. Oh, wow. So this friend's kind of rooting for the Lakers to close it out tonight so they don't have to get that bachelorette pushed back at all. So got a lot of different people rooting for different reasons here. So, Yeah, kind of different worlds collide in there. (laughs) For sure, yeah. All right, so you want to hop into some baseball now? Yeah, we can just go over go over this quickly. So, like uh, for, from our last episode, the, both the division series wrapped up. The championship series begin this week. We have uh, tonight has already started. The game one Astros Rays started tonight. Uh, game one of the NLCS starts tomorrow. That is Braves Dodgers. So I was kind of looking at the schedule for for this. And it's basically every single day. There's no off days when they're playing here. So we're just going to go straight through the whole week and uh, should be, you know, both two good series here. Um, do you have any predictions or did you save those for the best five? I got a couple for the best five. Yeah. Okay, but like you said, going to be a full week of baseball and it should mm-hmm. be a blast. We're talking at least Sunday through uh, Thursday with games and I'm sure it'll go even longer. So yep, yeah, it should be sure. fun. So do we want to move into our last segment to the best five here for the week? Yeah, let's hop into the best five. So 
as we talked about last week, Trevor went two and three with his five. I am two and two with uh, the Dodgers still pending. So that's where we stand right now. Pretty well neck and neck. Um, we're going to go same thing as last week, five picks across all sports, any type of picks. Uh, we're going to go one straight up underdog, and then we'll also have a lock of the week. So do you want to go ahead and reveal your first pick? Yeah, so my first pick is for the Monday night football game tomorrow night. Uh, it is the game is Saints Chargers. Uh, my first pick is Chargers plus eight. I think uh, Chargers are able, have been shown for the first four games that they're able to stay with teams, not necessarily win, but they're able to stay within points with them. So I think the Chargers should be able to stay within eight points of the Saints. I like that pick. Uh, yeah, the Chargers have looked really good with Justin Herbert under center. So definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go along the same uh, theme there. I'm going to stick with uh, the Monday night Chargers Saints game. And I'm going to go over 50. Um, I know uh, all of the Saints games have hit over that mark. Um, despite Drew Brees kind of dinking and dunking, they've still put up a ton of points. Mm -hmm. And uh, that defense gives up a lot of points. And Justin Herbert has looked good. Uh, they're playing in New Orleans, so they'll be inside. I like that game to go over 50. I would I would agree with that, and you might hear that from me in a little bit here. So um, I'll give my next pick. So um, for the Tuesday night football game here, the Bills-Titans game, assuming we're just going to assume that game is still happening. I Did you hear that? We haven't heard anything different that that game is not happening, correct? Uh, I haven't. Yeah, it hasn't gotten postponed yet. Okay, what I, so I I'm, I looked on my uh, page here, and I'm not having a – I haven't found a spread at all yet for that game. I'm just – I'm doing a quick search here to see if I can find them. But whatever, whatever the Bills are favored by for a spread, I'm going to take that spread here. I think Titans have been off for too long here. The Bills have been hot for the first four games of the season. I think the Bills sh should be able to go into Tennessee and kind of – do with take control of that game there so whatever the, i don't have a number for the spread yet so whatever that spread is i'm taking it there that's my second pick okay yeah and i'm with you i actually went to look at that um spread today and i couldn't find it i think they have it taken down until they make a decision but yeah i like that that's... pick the bills have been hot so um my second pick going back it's another monday night football pick i'm gonna take the chargers over 21 and a half I just see that game high scoring, Saints, bad defense. Herbert's been good. Chargers over 21 and a half. I like that. I think they've been able to, like you said, score quite a bit so far of the year and don't see any reason why they can't do that against the Saints. So I'll give my next pick here. So my next pick is kind of like a uh, Kind of along the same lines of you, what you said about the NLCS. My pick is I'm going specifically Dodgers in six, six games against the uh, Braves. I just think the Dodgers are probably the better team against these two. Um, I think the Braves will put up some fight of it, but I think the Dodgers should be able to close us out in six games. Yeah, I mean, that that's like a pretty specific pick. Do you know the odds on that? I'm sure that payout's pretty good. No, but give me one second. I'll look it up here. Yeah. I've looked into those like series predictor picks, like each game, and I'm those odds are usually um, pretty solid. I have, oh, nope, that's not it. Oh, here we go. Exact number game. So Dodgers and six is plus 300 right now. Okay. 
So that's that's actually the best odds of any type of like specific games. Hmm. So, yep, did not know that until just a second ago, but there we go. All right, my third pick is. Let's see here. Oh, my third pick is going to be the NLCS, the uh, uh, Dodgers Brave series, uh, game two to go under. I believe, let's see, you had on here that, oh, it's Kershaw versus Ian Anderson. Both have been been great this year. Both have been awesome. And that Braves offense hasn't been great. They scored a little more in that Marlins series, but against the Reds, they struggled a lot. So whatever that number is, I'm sure it'll be somewhere around, you know, seven and a half to eight and a half. I'll take the under. You don't think the old stigma playoff Kershaw is going to happen where he (laughs) comes into the playoffs and starts giving up a bunch of runs and it's not his usual regular season self? Yeah, I I heard all that on Twitter. He (laughs) first started the playoffs was solid and there was talks of that playoff Kershaw going away. But yeah, that'll stick with him forever. Yep. So I'll go next. My fourth pick is the opposite. Uh, Going back to the ALCS, this is also my underdog pick of the week. I am taking the Astros in seven. I think everyone's saying they don't like the, they don't want to see these Astros in the playoffs. I've kind of gone the opposite of that. I think Astros know they're the bad boys of the playoffs. I think they are going to hang out, hang with the Rays the whole series. I think it'll be a very competitive series. So I have specifically Astros in seven as my underdog picks. So that, looking now, probably have, like we said, the calendar here, it looks like that game goes all the way to, Saturday, so we'll find out by next episode if that pick's still alive or not. So Astros in seven. Yeah, another another good payout pick for sure. Let's see, my fourth pick is also gonna be my lock of the week. Mm-hmm. And it's an odd one. It'll it'll be, I believe, the only college football game that we'll have um before Thursday. It's uh, a Wednesday game between Coastal Carolina and uh Louisiana. The over-under is at, when I saw it, it was at 49 and a half, and I'm going to take the over. Um, both teams have been scoring a lot of points. Uh, Louisiana put up 31 at Ames, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep, so they've shown they can score. Never forget that. Yeah, yep, <laughs> never let them forget. And then Coastal Carolina has put up 38, 43, and 52. So, I mean, a really high-scoring offense there. Um you know, 49 and a half, both teams got to get to 25. I, I definitely see that happening. I'd agree with that. Good old midweek college football. No one will ever complain about that. Yeah, kind of like Maction. For sure. Oh, hey, Maction's its own breed here. That'll be coming back in November here. So so I'll, I'll go my last and final pick. We You've already mentioned it once. This is my lock of the week or lock, lock of the – episode i guess not week uh the over on saints chargers 50 i have i have it at 50 and a half you mentioned 50 either way i will take the over on that i like we said earlier both teams can score they can score a lot i think 50 or 50 and a half or whatever is a mortal lock so i will pick take the over in saints chargers 50 50 and a half as my lock of the week yeah i definitely love that thing like you said, I don't, I don't see that not hitting, honestly. But sometimes those are the ones that don't hit when you think there's no doubt. 
So we've seen that plenty of times happen before. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, my fifth and final pick is also my upset pick. Um, I'm taking the Astros money line tonight. I actually did that game start already. Was it? Yes, I believe it's already. Uh, we are at 7:20 p.m. I believe it's already started. Yes. Okay. Yep. So originally, I was going to take the Rays money line as one of my pick because I I didn't I really didn't know who um, Frambler Valdez was, the starter for the Astros. Mm-hmm. But I looked into it. I mean, he's got pretty good numbers. The Astros have been hot, and I there really wasn't a ton of games to pick from. I couldn't decide on an upset, so that's what I went with. The Astros. Uh, game one tonight yeah well like we said i think the games one is always one of the toughest ones to pick just because obviously both teams are playing each other for essentially the first time so we'll see what happens here with i i've got the astros in seventh so that would be a great start to my underdog pick there so yeah definitely can help us both out there for sure so all right. Do we have anything else? I think we pretty much covered. We've covered a lot tonight. So, got anything else for us? I don't know. Just uh, uh, looking forward to uh, another good week of betting. Definitely agree with that, hundred percent. All right. Well, guys, uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be recording Friday night, correct, or Thursday night with another episode. Yep. Thursday night we come. We'll come out with an episode on Friday. So. Follow the podcast at Zoom Disputed on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. I'm at Trevor Shores on tw- both on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Colton Spore on Twitter. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening.